As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to God Culture. Culture. Game of Thrones is good. I can't believe you've got me to do this. As you might have guessed, I am not, unfortunately, Adam Cleary, because he's the busiest man alive. But as always, I am joined by the great men, Adam Wilborn and James Hunt, for episode four, season four of the Game of Thrones Roundup Mm. Recap. Where did we leave off last time, guys? Season three, nothing much happens in season three, if I recall. Especially not towards the end. It's a quiet quiet one, isn't it? It is, I think, yeah. A little thing, like a little wedding and not much else. Yeah, that Tyrion and Sansa wedding. Yeah, wine splore. (laughs) Because obviously, season three ended with the red wedding and a whole host of other stuff. Jon Snow is on his way back after being shot. And Mm. uh, so, guys... Like what? Like this is a, holds a special place in my heart because season four was the time when I jumped onto the show properly. I okay. caught up with it before, but this was the first time I watched it live, and it wastes absolutely no time in just getting straight to it. In my opinion, it's the best season overall. Is that a controversial thing to say? I don't think so. I think it's a very eventful season. Like there's, there's, you forget how much they cram into this as well. Like, my notes here just at the top just says, Joffrey dies. It's the one <laughs> thing I really cannot wait to get onto because I really like rewatching it. I've been rewatching it all recently. And any time Joffrey has been Joffrey, I've just le- I've out verbalized <laughs> it. I've said, don't worry, he's going to die a really, really horrible death soon. <laughs> and yeah, you get the, um, the reward here. But yeah, it's such an eventful one. And the fact that you not only get big deaths and shocks and what have you, but also a big battle as well involved. It sort of combines everything you want to see uh, in a season of Game of Thrones in one season. Yeah, for me, it's like a real, I don't know, like a great transitionary period. Like so much happens in this show and t- at the very end of it, for me, it's it's kind of a completely different show to what we got before. We saw threads of this in like Red Wedding at the end of season three. But for me, this is like Game of Thrones in its prime, moving on to what would become this super huge like behemoth. James, what do you think? Um, yeah, I totally agree with all of what both of you have said. Uh, I think it is the best season, uh, especially the stuff in King's Landing. It's just moving. It's so well. It's so cohesive. It's so well written. Uh, some brilliant acting. Some, like you say, these huge shocks. You just Things you don't see coming. But then these great little character moments as well. Just everything is working in unison. It's wonderful. It's arguably one of the most memed seasons as well. I remember yes. watching it for the first time because I, I think I started watching season five, season mm-hmm. six sort of time. And then all the memes started to make sense. So what's her name? Alaria, is that am I pronouncing that right? Um, Oberyn's other half. Yeah. Her oh. scream. I'd seen that like yep. gif mm-hmm. being used everywhere. And now I was like, 
ah, now it makes sense. And obviously, <laughs> Joffrey's hideous post-death yeah. face, which I'd just been sh- seen shared everywhere. And I was like, oh, I wonder who that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. No, not poor guy. Good. I'm glad he's dead. Well, now we've mentioned it a few times. We might as well start with the stuff in King's Landing, I guess, because, you know, okay. it is incredibly sort of, like, eventful. Mm. That, Death with Joffrey came in. Episode two, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, a huge surprise. Like, I wasn't expecting that at all. Like, I mean, going back, going back to it now, it's sort of like... It, I don't know, it's still so, it's so sudden and like even if I suppose if you read the books you know exactly where it's going, but mm. it's so ugly and nasty yeah. and brutal and like you've been waiting for this character's death for so long and yet when it comes, I don't know about you, Wilbon, because you seem to like, you know, triumph it, but <laughs> I was a bit like, actually, maybe I'd I shouldn't have got what you I wish for. You do feel a little bit guilty the it's first time of... you see it. No, yeah. you don't. Whoa, James. Not... Oh, come on. A little I think bit. It's so bit. satisfying. I think, as well, I think the thing is as well, is had he just, had, not that this ever would happen in Game of Thrones, had a nice wedding and then <laughs> died, but it's the fact he he has his wedding and he's still just a massive bell end throughout the whole thing. <laughs> And he, like, especially to Tyrion, making mm-hmm. him, you know, he's cut bare. Oh, my, my cup's empty, empty, fill it up. And then he goes to fill it up and he drops it on the floor. Yeah. And you're like, and he'd already, he's already done all that. He does all the, obviously, horrendous stuff, shooting people with crossbows mm-hmm. and what have you. But then there's the stuff of, like, when he takes the stool away. Now, I know it's not this season, but when he did that to Tyrion at his wedding. Yeah. And you're just like, I'll just die. Just die. And the way he dies as well, like, the two biggest... Well, most hated people, arguably, in um, in Game of Thrones are him and Ramsay Bolton. Mm-hmm. And their deaths are horrific, both of them, but just so satisfying. Yeah, yeah exactly like what you said there. Like, obviously, he gets supplanted by Ramsay in this season as sort of like the big bad. But the thing that Ramsay doesn't have for me is exactly what you said there, Wilborn, is how much of a bellend he is. Like, he, <laughs> Joffrey is such a great, smarmy git. And although he is sort of like evil and does these horrible things, what you remember him as being is this smug, like arrogant little... Heard. <laughs> Can't swear. So many yeah. swear words were trying to escape yeah. my mouth there. Like you just do want to see go. But then for me, in that sort of moment where he does go, I don't know, there's, there's, there's some sympathy for him. I don't know why, because it is just an ugly. Maybe it's not sympathy. Maybe, I think maybe I think looking back, actually, I think it was just panic of like, oh, what happens now? Because obviously mm. Cersei spins around. And well, it's the next episode after that, but but you know Tyrion is yeah. implicated in it all. Sansa has to leave, and there's this void at the you know right at the very top, which I don't think there's really. Well, there has been with well, obviously with Robert, but it was a very different kind of void. Mm-hmm. And you just think, oh God, what happens now? And are any people that I really care about going to get offed? Basically, yeah. yeah. And I think you're so scared about Tyrion, especially <clears throat> like this is. For me, potentially his like season as a whole, I think he gets so much to do here. It was the last time his arc was like really very strong, and following following him throughout his journey is is just it's he's just so good. He like did how many how many Emmys did Peter Dinklage win for this uh, season? Was it any gems? I, I don't know. Mate. I'm going to assume <laughs> it's a lot because he was damn good. <laughs> this was yeah. I, I, we all often talk about who's the biggest winners and losers, but certainly in terms of like an MVP performance, mm-hmm. it's Tyrion this season yeah. because, like you say, we we. Still Start and we have him putting up with with um, Joffrey, then the death, then the subsequent fallout and that, and that his family turns on him or turns on him even more to a certain extent for quite a few family members. But then obviously throughout that season, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but there's just the development of him as a character and his interactions with so many different people. And then obviously his final acts in, King, in King's Landing, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so simultaneously, I suppose, John is on his way back to Castle Black after spending so much time outwards, James. 
I don't know why I'm talking like this. I'm just <laughs> trying to chat you up during these podcasts. You know, Cleary isn't here, so I just get to do what I want. It's just got divergent. <laughs> Obviously, I think this is also a season where John sort of comes into his own as well. He does, for me, in the first three seasons, it's finding out who this character is. Mm. And for me, this is where, again, he kind of becomes like the hero, the star yeah. of the show, and heading back and like the turmoil between sort of like his loyalties and how that develops. I think this season, especially at the beginning, sort of, I don't know, it sows those seeds of what would later come on with like the mutiny and everything that happens in there. And I really love the sort of the conflict between like the wildlings and the lead up to it, like in this in this battle. What do you think about like sort of, I don't know, Jon Snow's arc in general? Um, just in this season? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's really strong. Um, I think kind of because he's been spent so much time with the wildlings and he's, to the wildlings, he's a like, member of the Night's Watch, but then he goes back to the Night's Watch and he's this slight outsider because he's been with the wildlings. Yeah. And he kind of sees the Night's Watch in a different light because he sees how they're treating the wildlings and he knows different. And you just you kind of see like the sense of honor and how much he is Ned Stark's son. Yeah. Even though he's not Ned Stark's son. You see just what? How, <laughs> <laughs> um, you see like how good a person he is and how much he'll fight to do what he thinks is right, which ultimately, like in season five, will cost him his life. But mm-hmm. that's just who he is. Yeah. Um I, I don't think it's too OTT to say arguably this is the first season where we see John seizes like become controller of his own destiny yes obviously he left the wildlings and we had all that but this is the one where he actively makes a decision of right right now i've gone back to um gone back to the night's watch but no i'm going to lead this army mm-hmm. of people to go to go to craster's keep and fight back these mutineers and then obviously we see all the, the stuff with him taking control in the battle and yeah. then we see all the stuff with him <clears throat> going to uh, 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 volunteering to go and see Mantrader following the battle i just think he yeah he's very proactive let's say in yeah. this season and he also finds his um arch nemesis and the ultimate enemy of the show in my opinion ollie yes who is oh, just the worst man. little lad potentially of all time and you know if, yeah like his Eventual, you know, fate. Yeah. Uh-huh. No sympathy for that, James. <laughs> no sympathy for that. I agree. Yes. Although, like, I you mean, can't say you don't agree. Because <laughs> no. you and I were sharing <laughs> memes of Ollie as various terrible people throughout <laughs> history recently. We hate him so much. And you and I are watching the, yeah. the latest season pretty much simultaneously at yeah. the same time. And last night I watched him get hanged. And you know, normally there's a lot of times where people die on screen and they put their dead face on the screen. And I'm not a huge fan of seeing someone who's dead and their face on the screen, especially when they've been had their head chopped off or been, you know, hung or whatever. His face, little face, <laughs> popped up last night, and I went, "Good." I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> but yeah, here he kills. He kills uh, Egret, of course. Yeah, uh, and we see all that. And like, I, I get his motivations. His family's dead. I even said that last night. I said, I'm glad your parents are dead and I'm glad you're dead now. Are you alone when this is going on, Will? No. Body? He's just like, the 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 mi- I'm glad you're dead. The missus is like, dead. Missus, all, right, all right, well, calm it down a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, um, I hate Ollie. I think, yeah, we all agree. Nah, we it's the worst. Ollie. It's His the little worst. nod. Piss off, Ollie. That's his missus. I was watching that again just before I came in. It it made me, it it ignited a rage in me that I thought was long (laughs) since extinguished, guys. Like, it it was genuinely. Ever get annoyed? Maybe you only get this watching it back a second or third time because it's all so Mm. sudden. But this is the the fight where obviously Pip and and Gren die. Yeah. And I thought, I just sat there and went. These two have died and you're still alive. <laughs> For Cause, you. Because you're For hiding. You. Ugh. Ugh. Like, now we're on it. Where does the, the the battle and the fight in general sort of <clears throat> rank up there in Game of Thrones greats for you guys? Um, good question, because I always had it a little bit lower down. Right. When I first watched it, I, the wall storyline was one that I thought was maybe a tad weaker. I didn't find that on rewatch, actually. Mm. I thought it was really strong still. 
Um, and the action that you see, um, you know, I've got like that, the scythe comes down, you've got that insane 360 shot, yeah. where it like, shows all the action. Like, it's incredibly well filmed. Yeah. That side, yeah, I've, r- I've literally written the words, that <laughs> side there, um, because I forgot about it until when they unleashed it, obviously, with all the wild things yeah. climbing up the wall. Um, there's a bit where I think one of the giants, I assume, yeah, it must be, uh, who has like a bow and arrow, yeah. but obviously it's a giant bow and arrow, <laughs> and it just lifts a guy <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> it's amazing. There's a giant riding a mammoth. <laughs> yeah. What is going on? <laughs> a giant riding, I love the noise, a giant riding a mammoth, the side, that 360 shot, like, that sums up it all. It's up. just a, a bit as well when, when just before the battle, they, they turns to him, turns to John and goes, yeah, probably should have sealed that. Um, probably should have sealed that little passageway. Oh, now you decide that, eh? <laughs> Bit late for that, isn't it? There's but, also like so many great character moments mm. think, as well, like Pip, Gren, like their deaths, really strong. Like little Sam with a bit bits. of banter during Sam, the battle. Uh, Egret's death is just devastating. The way she yeah. dies in John's arms, that just gets me every time. Because we talked on the last one how much I love those two. Um, well, that's what like I love about <laughs> Game of Thrones battle scenes in general is the way they, they it's not just a full on spectacle it's not just you're not just like wowed by the action yeah. itself it's like those character moments mm-hmm. in between and that is like a ridiculously difficult slash impressive thing to pull mm-hmm. off if you get it right and yet Game of Thrones has continued to not only get it right but increase sort of yeah. the uh, I don't know the standard and the scale of it with each subsequent battle I also find with, with all the battles um it's the sense of hope you get. So, like, mm-hmm. Pip's a perfect example. So, Pip shoots someone with the crossbow, having missed and missed and mm-hmm. just being terrified, and him and Sam are just trying to stay alive, effectively. Shoots someone, and he goes, I've got, got someone. Sam goes, oh, is the, is the battle over? Yeah, get him Crack, again. Cracking banner. Gets back <laughs> with the arrow, arrow straight through the neck, dead. Just yeah. dies in, in Sam's arms, and you think, yeah, great oh, job, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Sam. Uh, and obviously, but then like when they go and unleash ghosts and he just tears yeah. through everyone, it's it's inc- it's incredible. Yeah, and then also there's there's the the dichotomy of it all. If you want the Night Watch to win, but we want, you want our guy Tormund not That's to it, die yeah, as well. Want... Yeah, I mean like I don't know, and like like obviously like all of the North of the Wall stuff is like great <laughs> in like this uh, season, but. I, what frustrates me about it in a little way is when like Jon Snow is like out there and stuff like the near misses with with Bran yeah. like even like we going back it's still frustrating I hate it when so shows do this like The Walking Dead not just diverge it's not a Walking Dead podcast but I used to do it all the time and it annoys me there and it annoys me here like it's just it's like you wait so long for these characters to get back yeah. together and I think it is eventually worth it but going back now and mm. knowing like it ends up it's mm-hmm. For me, it's it's frustrating. Yeah, you think is, you yeah. think about like we talked on the last episode about the when they're in the windmill. Mm-hmm. This one, they're literally mm-hmm. what the, the, twenty yards away. They, they, they're behind a pile of snow, watching John fight. Um, Hodor's just snapped lock effectively. Yeah. Who's I really enjoy the way he sort of sneaks in here, mm-hmm. and you, you we all know not to trust him, and obviously they're so willing to just go along with him, and they think, oh. And John is tricked into thinking, yeah, that lot guy's all right. <laughs> and then he finds, obviously, Bran yeah. and tries to escape with, with Bran to sort of save his own mm-hmm. skin. But, um, yeah, they're so close. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so frustrating. Also, they, they've got different paths to go on, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Toro bastards. Carl Tanner. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Carl Tanner is a right bastard, is written down. <laughs> yeah, <which> is... <laughs> and he is! <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, um, I suppose, like... For me, when I think of season four, like it's like we said at the beginning, there is so much. But what defines it for me is Arya's relationship with the Hound, which I yeah. know before we um, started filming, there were claims that he, the Hound, might be the best swearer of all time. 
think that's definitely in Game of Thrones. It's, definitely in Game of Thrones. Not of all time. He's up there with me. <laughs> <laughs> you, Bron is a, is a good one as well. Bron's but I, I think I think Bron's I think the excellent. Hound takes it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he just he opens strongly when he, we first see him in Game of Thrones, and he just maintains yeah. it throughout the time. And when he's with Arya, you just you can you you warm to him as much as she does, yeah. I think, because you just think, oh, you just have had a bit of a rough time, haven't you? Really. Mm. Um, yeah. But that fight. I really forgot about that fight between Brienne and the Hound. Obviously, we have the whole journey with them. But that fight between them where Brienne's screaming and punching yeah. him. And again, it's one of those fights where you kind of don't want anyone to lose. Yeah. You kind of think, well, they're probably, in theory, fighting to the death here. <laughs> but I don't want either of them to die. And then yeah. the, the fall as well. As you forget how dramatic yeah. that is with the it's, Hound falling off the edge of the cliff. It's really or... well done. Because it starts off and it's like a sword fight. And you're like, oh, this is like this is good. Like, you know, it's like night kind of battle like we've seen before in Game of Thrones. Yeah. And then they drop the swords. It just becomes this mm -hmm. like, raw, visceral, like, horrible thing. And you hear every blow. Yeah. It's like, oh. It reminded me, of you, I was doing a list of yours recently about um, in, in, intense moments. And I'd never seen it before. There's that. There's a fight in Deadwood where yeah. they're sort of rolling around in yeah. the mud and just hitting themselves using whatever mm -hmm. sneaky tactics they would. That's it. And that's it, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's the most visceral fight. It's the most... It is, you know, it's all well and good having the nice sword fights. And yes, you're still fighting mm -hmm. to the death, but you, you know, you will do anything to try and survive. It's the desperation after the time. And I think it's so impressive that, like you said, that comes in a fight where you don't really want anyone to lose. Like, like yeah. they've saved the most visceral, the most sort of ugly, the rawest like fight for someone where you don't want either of these characters to die. And obviously one kind of has to at the end, but it's just... It, the, the way that I remember watching that and I was kind of like speechless at the time and mm. even going back to it now like again watching it for this like every like you said every single blow hurts it hurts <laughs> you you can feel it and it's horrible but then obviously the hound has to lose and uh, yeah. I mean in the moment that is kind of heartbreaking mm. in hindsight is it robbed slightly of some of its power knowing that he's uh, about to head back later on I don't think so. I think it's a nice surprise when he does appear, but you, I don't think you lose any of the, certainly rewatching it, didn't lose any of the gravitas that I first felt watching mm -hmm. it. And especially because of the fact he's developed this relationship with Ayu, but we always known that, Ayu, I mean, Ayu's been laid around the fire with him, reciting her list that he's on yeah. to yeah. him. Um, and there's the bit where she tries to kill him when, this it, it, season, isn't it? When she's doing the, the water dancing, mm -hmm. she goes to stab him yeah. and he just stops he's on like, his, and he just punches her in the face. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it's also the fact that he um, he's dying or he appears to be dying, like you say, but he wants to just be put out of his misery. Mm -hmm. So instead he says, yeah, just kill me. And she says, no. Yeah. So then he tries to bait her by saying, yeah. oh, you know, your family and then all oh, this this boy that you cared for, he, you know, he squealed like, and it doesn't work. And it's it's incredible. It's one of the most, one of the most well, what, was, what we perceived at the time was a death. One of the most dramatic deaths without a, an ending of life, if that, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Of her, yeah. She takes control by not chopping his head off or stabbing him through the heart, but just leaving him, which is the worst mm -hmm. of every scenario. Yeah, like the lack of that closure is... It, yeah. you know, it gets to the heart. No one comes out of that fight well. I mean, no. like, Pod's all right. Pod does well, okay, actually, doesn't he? You know yeah. what? Now you mentioned it. Right, actually, no, because right. no, he, he gets a bollock in from Brienne. Uh, he's watched the fight, which has left Ar allowed Arya to leave for... Uh, right. yeah, yeah, like, no one comes out well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, uh, that's the end of Arya's and the Hound's like great little bit of a... Yeah. Like, a like a bit of a banter holiday, you know? Yeah, like, a little like, banter road trip, isn't it? It's... A little bit. I could have honestly watched about five seasons of that. Yeah. If there was a spin-off show detailing every single minute of uh, what just happened like there. Every chick in the ear. <laughs> <and laughs> I could have watched that more than I watched Arya 
clean dead bodies like we do in the next yeah. season. For this, I, I think, I think this, is, this is Arya's best season for me. Yeah. I think it's a lot of characters' best season because I think yeah. I, you get like a lot of payoff to it. And although it is quite, in my opinion, like a, a transitionary period, what a lot of the characters transition to later on is less good than what they're mm-hmm. doing here. If that makes sense, yeah. It's interesting what you say about like the lack of closure in the Hound's death because although this doesn't happen until much later on, the uh, the ending of sort of Stannis is sort of the inverse of that. For mm. me, you know what I mean? Where like you, it, you're just kind of like, oh, is. I would like I would like some closure there, <laughs> hmm. but uh, Stannis's arc in this season. This was mm-hmm. uh, when I, I, I was coming around to him. He, mm-hmm. he is kind of the worst still, but yeah, he is the worst. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because I used to have um, a teacher, just going off on a tangent here, who used to always root for Stannis, right. and I never understood why, <laughs> and still now do not understand why he was. You're his so young. Favorite. Yeah. Is it what? You're so young. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because like, I was in school. I was, like, like, yeah. I was like, what, have you been catching up? <laughs> now you were watching it at school. God, we're old. <laughs> well, I think you were. It was like a six form teacher. Yeah. It wasn't uh, too ago. Still, still though. Still, all right, still though. Jeez. Um, yeah, because yeah. um, obviously he goes to the... Uh, uh, Iron Bank doesn't eat it with mm. um, to get more money for it. And it's yeah. a re- I, re- I quite like that scene on reflection. I think first time you're watching, you're like, get back to the fighting. But the negotiations, which was more, you know, becomes more and more a key mm-hmm. part of the entire um, whole Game of Thrones thing. It's, it's very interesting. The fact that he goes there and they just go, no, we're not going to give you the money. And then they're won over, of course. Um, and then. Yeah, he seems to be back by the end of this season. He seems to be back to full strength when he tears through. And there's not yeah. really a lot of fighting. He just sort of goes through the wildlings camp and mm-hmm. forces them to surrender. But he just seems as that shot, isn't it? It was the woods, and they just like a pincer mm-hmm. movement yeah, around it. And you you think he's a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he he really comes back from well being near the edge in, in previous seasons to to suddenly being a, yet again someone you yeah. think oh, I should probably keep take this character seriously. Where do you fall on Stannis James? Um. I don't know. You know right. so I, I kind of go back and forth on them. Uh, I really like Stephen Dillon's performance. Yes. Um, the character, I think, maybe buys a bit too much into his own hype kind of thing in this in the show. Um, it becomes too much of a religious zealot, mm. almost. Because um, like, he's fully, he's like, yeah, I'm all in on this Lord of Light stuff. Yeah. I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. But um, And obviously ends up with his Bernie's daughter. Yes. Which, uh, yes. Too far, that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. I, I'd Step say too so. Far. Yeah, yeah, um, probably too far, Tony. Can I, I can I put forward an argument for the best single season character yes. in Game of Thrones in Oberyn Martell? Yes, uh, yes, and yes. I agree. <laughs> I don't think there's uh, there's not many. Uh, just off the top of my head, there's not many characters mm-hmm. you can think of who certainly not like weren't brought in from the beginning and then just lasted a season. Yeah. or whatever, like Ned, for example. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Oberyn comes in, steals 
almost every scene he's in and then has the most spectacular, you know, he is the personification of like a firework. He comes in, grabs everyone's attention, just bang, and that's it. There you go. He's smashed on the floor by the mountain. That's very it. I mean, like, like that, that should have clued us in at first. Like, this is too good to be true. This is going too well. I like him too much. Yeah. He can't last. He's not allowed <laughs> to it. last. He's just like, he's so cool. He comes in, he's like, he's like really nice to everyone. He's yeah. like, nice to Tyrion's. He's like, oh, he's a good lad. He's a top shagger. He's just getting <laughs> into a brothel with everyone. He's just like, <laughs> he's got all this mint powder. He's like, Fighting's really good. He's yeah. just, he does everything so well. Fighting is really he's, good. He's too good. He's too well, good yeah, to When Jamie and Bron say, I'm not fighting yeah. the bloody mountain, and he goes, yeah, I'll fight him for you. Yeah. Like, I, I love that scene. Well. He's like, I, I will be your champion. And he's yeah. like, yes, come on. Um, James and I, I'm fairly certain, watched the, the, the um, what's it called? The Mountain and the Versus the Viper or yeah. whatever the episode's called. We watched that around the same time. Watched we came, we, we oh, pretty much do. We, we, came, we came into work the next day and there's so many times you could say this throughout Game of Thrones, but that fight, arguably more than almost anything, we, I remember we talked about with Rob umming and mm-hmm. ahhing about going and fighting here or going to get the yeah. phrase for Castle Rock, and you go, don't do it. Mm-hmm. That fight, more than anything, I watched it and went, you've won! Just yeah. don't stand next to like, You always yeah. think it's, there's still a chance that he's going to get away with it, and he just gets yeah. swe- sweeped off his feet, with eyes crushed. and It goes know. on for so long. He walks around the body so many yeah. times. And he and repeats, so many repeats his, yeah. Like, just, kill, just finish it, just walk away, anything. Yeah. And then, no. When I first watched it, I thought I thought that sense of inevitability was sort of like a detriment to it because as soon as he does start walking around, like you say, you're like oh well, he's dead now, and I was like oh well, I'm, I, I know what's mm-hmm. coming. But like going back, no, it's like perfect yeah, the way it, it builds is. tension, like the the <clears throat> dread that it builds and the sense of inevitability. I think works in its favor, favor because when that skull crush comes, it's, it comes. Was I the only one as well who? <laughs> Was obviously gutted. He died. He's a great character. Don't but, sound it. You're laughing, the, Will. No, but I'm just. I'm, I was trying to see the bigger picture and going. All right. Well, we'll call it a draw. So Tyrion <laughs> yeah. does not have to die, you know, because obviously it concludes and Tyrion yeah. goes right. Tyrion, you're sentenced to death. And obviously the acting again. We we talk about it here with Tyrion is just so on point. It's not him sad or happy. He's just. Yeah, yeah. devastated because he's he's had the hope of oh cool he's killed him out and I get to go free oh no he's yeah. dead and now I've been sentenced to death but yeah was I the only one who just thought um, right well we have to replay that because both of them are dead <laughs> yeah. well, granted you know Quiburn or whatever his name is um, does his stuff with the mountain but he's he's dead as well effectively at that point yeah. he's been poisoned <clears throat> and stabbed right. I'd have taken a draw, like I would. I, I think it draws fair, like yeah. I think like Tyrion's entire sort of trial by combat, leading up to like sort of his like inevitable mm. escape, is is I don't know the backbone of the season. Maybe mm. for me, yeah, I think absolutely. every everything with him is is so so good. And like you said, the sort of the sense of desperate like desperation, just deflation mm-hmm. after that fight ends. It's just for me that was. Even though no one is really safe in Game of Thrones, I you you kind of assumed at that point Tyrion was because they were doing so, yeah. at least I did. There was like they were doing so much with them. It seemed like he had so much potential. He was a fan favorite, and I remember the wave of uncertainty that like just washed over me mm-hmm. when that moment came, and I thought, "Whoa, I, I have no idea where this is going. I have no idea what's going on." And I think it threads into the remainder of the season just so well. I forgot what it was. We have we've completely skipped past. I was his whore, which is uh, such a, a huge scene. And quotable scene, according to me. <laughs> Just me talking about... Yeah. <clears throat> yes, I was his whore. <laughs> Shay's little appearance. That's my, like my Shay impression. <laughs> 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 What's that? What's that? 
But yeah, I mean, it's, um, it, you know, but yeah, you, you, see, you see everyone like, well, I'll try and salvage this point. Um, you see, yeah, you, point. people, you know, people stand up and, and testify against Tyrion yeah. and, and we see all the, you know, all the usual characters pop yeah. up. And then when she appears, it's just, you feel it's, as bad as Tyrion, it's don't you? Because she's left. She's left, what, mm-hmm. end of last season, beginning of this season, she's sent off. It must have been end of last season. Yeah, she's sent off on a ship. And... Uh, yeah, mm. uh, no, no, it wasn't. It's it was the, this season because, yeah. of course, she's pointed out by Cersei mm. at the wedding. But yeah, you think you almost think, well, that's the end of that character. I'll never see her again. And then it's such a surprise when yeah. she shows up and says what she says. Mm. Obviously, yeah. and then you get <clears throat> uh, you get Tyrion's speech, mm. which for me I think is the best acted moment in the entire show. The, the, I did not kill him, but I wish that I had the old... Yeah, yeah, I wish I had enough poison yeah. for the old yeah. lot of you. Like, that that speech is just the ferocity, the yeah. anger, the fact that his entire life has kind of really been building to that moment and that outpouring. And, and you forget, prior to Shay and, and that mm-hmm. speech, Jamie's... I completely forgot about this until I rewatched it. Jamie's been in to see him and said, look, plead guilty yeah. or whatever and we'll... we'll you'll go to the wall. go to the wall, but... You know, blah, blah, you know, father will look after us, sort of thing. And mm-hmm. That's the straw that broke the camel's yeah. back, almost. I love like Jamie and Tyrion's relationship throughout the entire show is obviously really great. But I love the way it sort of like develops over like this season. Like you can sort of see, I don't know, Jamie's just like like in that scene, like he's like kind of like just pleading with them. Like there was just there's like that bond there for me. Like I don't know, it's it's that family is such a terror throughout, <laughs> and it's like I like to cling on to any little bit of hope or sort of. Not sentimentality. That's far too. That's far too kind for what it is. But uh, I don't know. I like what they do with those characters in those scenes. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the same time, though, like the the the, the, the crossbow moment that comes right oh. at the very end uh, is another in a series of turning points in the <laughs> season four. That was another moment where I was like, okay, everything's changed. Yeah, everything's changed. There's no coming back for this. It's like the point for me that episode. For some reason, it's when it's when you see Varys on the boat, mm-hmm. like just going. For me, I was I was just thinking, this is the point of no return. This yeah. is this is everything has escalated to a boiling point. In mm-hmm. this world, will never ever be Absolutely. the same again. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, especially because it's Tywin, and you know you can have the Stark, you have Rob Stark die, you can have Joffrey die, you can have Tommen. It doesn't really matter. He's that the much puppet master because isn't Tywin he? is there at the top yep. of the food chain, by controlling everything. And now he's gone, and it's like, oh. And he dies in such a, not a lame way, but, you know, a pathetic way, effectively, Mm. being shot on the loom. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you'd think, oh, well, he's going to die in battle. That's what's going to happen. That's going to be the passing of the torch to whoever takes over control. No, just gets shot on the loo by his most hated creation. (laughs) uh, Because he says the wrong words. He said, do not say that word, and he shoots him with the crossbows, you know. But screw that guy. (laughs) I do good. miss Charles Dance. Charles Dance I, yeah. was so bloody good. He was a legend. Every, every single thing he does. Mm. What else? What else happens this season? What have I missed here? I didn't look at your notes, I man. know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to look down. One, I know. One of the, the the toughest things. I think maybe why I hesitate when we say this is the best season. I think it is. It's just not necessarily the most enjoyable season. When um, when Yara tries to save Theon, she mm-hmm. goes in. Ah. He's in the finds her in, finds yeah. him in the kennels, <clears throat> and uh, she's. It was just, it's even worse the on the second viewing for yeah. me, that where she tries to get him out and he just hides. Like, and gets no, out. no, I'm weak. And, and yeah, all the men die for literally no reason, <laughs> effectively. And, you know, it was such such a hard watch. And then obviously he helps Ramsay. Mm-hmm. Ramsay says you have to play the character of Theon Greyjoy yeah. to get them uh, Moat Kaelin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and all that moment where he convinces these soldiers who are clearly in a bad way, but trust him because he's Theon Greyjoy, that 
he'll say, look, just surrender. Don't worry, it'll be fine. Literally, the guy's face, I think, is on screen, cuts, and he's been flayed by, <laughs> by Ramsey. Yeah. I think, I think for me, Thuyan's story in this season is one of one of the things that holds up upon a rewatch and looking at it in the context of the entire season. Because I remember watching that at the time and thinking that sort of escape attempt, that rescue attempt, was just kind of deflating mm-hmm. and anticlimactic. But looking at it now, it's sort of I like what they do with Reek and sort of how just how broken he is. Yeah. That just sums it up. It's like, man, will this character ever be able to come back? And obviously, he he, he does eventually. But like in that moment you're convinced, nah, he's, <laughs> this, is, this is someone else entirely. Um, we should talk a little bit about Danny as well because she has quite the quite the journey. Yeah, she's yeah. important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow forgot all about her. Right at the very top, maybe that's why. Uh, she, yeah, I mean, like, she captures Marine, but yeah. then, you know, the people... This is the start of things not going arguably... Not, the, not in the first season, it went well for her, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, not going to plan of... The plan was we go here, we free these people, we free these mm-hmm. people, and then we go to King's Landing. Yeah. And then suddenly it starts to catch up on her that she can't just go to a city, free all the slaves, move on, yeah. and not expect the <clears throat> slavers or someone else to try and seize that mm-hmm. power that there's going to be in a vacuum. Yeah, and uh, it's all about, like, she's got to learn to become a leader because she's just been a freer of slaves, which is great. You know, she's doing a good thing. Yeah. But she just has to learn how to lead, and that comes in Marine, um, which gets... Maybe a little frustrating at times later down the line when she kind of disappears and you're left with Tyrion and all that stuff going on. But I think it's really good in this season. I really like the battle she has where um, they volunteer to represent her, but she says, oh, no, mm-hmm. I need you, Sajora, you're my advisor. Yeah. And and uh, she goes, do you want a horse? And he's like, no, I'm good. I've just got this knife. I'll be absolutely <laughs> fine. And just kills him straight away. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. <clears throat> I like the drama with the dragons in this season because this is <laughs> when they start to become little... Um, Horrible little teenagers. I saw a video describing them as going through dragon puberty, <laughs> which really made me laugh. I'd not thought about that before. Yeah, it's a it's a great summary of all because they're suddenly like, God, leave me alone, mom. God. Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, Dario's recast as well. Yes, just like I've been. Uh, you I, well, I'm clearly being recast. Uh, <laughs> what a downgrade that is, man. We've, we've lost the um, exotic sexual. <laughs> I'm clearly for the. More typically handsome, just round. I where you're going. I don't know. But yeah, um, I, I, the dragons. I like. I really like that because it it did seem relatively sort of. You know, oh, we just got dragons. We can control them, and mm-hmm. then I just sort of they sort of solve all the problems yeah. initially, which is great initially. You're not complaining about that, but you don't want it to be that simplistic mm-hmm. going forward. And yeah, the fact that they, you know, you can't control them. if there's sheep rambling about they're obviously going to go and kill yeah, them and yeah. that's that's almost the catalyst for all things going wrong is this the last great danny season for a little while or am i just nope. talking about out my bum when I say that because <laughs> for me after this after this season things kind of become a little bit a little bit formulaic formulaic mm-hmm. a little bit repetitive i don't know for me like, she doesn't like seem Ari- strong does she after this season in terms of an individual mm-hmm. character she does eventually yeah but <clears throat> there's a there's a period after this where yeah She's not making all the decisions mm-hmm. straight away. Whereas in this season and certainly in previous seasons, it's it's her director yeah. drafting and everyone just sort of going along mm-hmm. with I think, her. Um, I think season six is really strong. Yeah. Um, but I th- what comes in Marine afterwards doesn't quite, I don't think it quite works. Mm-hmm. Um, also for the Sons of the Harpy and all that, oh. I don't think that quite lands. Yeah. Um, probably because they don't have time to like, pack in. I mean, George R. R. Martin struggled with a, like, mm. a lot of Marine stuff as well. Um, so yeah, it is, does falter a bit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in this season, Especially with the dragon stuff and like just when she's like cheering them up and like you really feel for the you feel for the dragons, you feel for her. It's a really good moment. Yeah. It's like yeah, I love the way like it all plays into like you said, that um 
her proper growth into a leader, mm. like like having to struggle with a lot of the things she hasn't had to struggle before and sort of just make some genuinely difficult decisions and not just have it be as cut as dry, cut and dry, is what she's used to. Uh, completely forgot until re-watching about Jojen's death in this season, yeah. obviously when they, they're getting to um, the Three-Eyed Raven and stuff like that. A terrifying scene on a rewatch as well with the, the guy, the, the dead skeletons. people just, skeletons just climbing <laughs> mm-hmm. out of the ground and... He, his death is a really tough one to watch as well because it's not like he dies in battle. Just an arm appears with a <laughs> knife and just shivs him a few times. It's, it's a tough... It's the worst way to go about yeah, No one wants that. <laughs> better or worse than going on the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we should... Because we, sometimes we sit here and do biggest winners and losers. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, I think... It's obvi- an obvious thing to say, but people like Tywin and, well, arguably Jojen are the biggest losers here because they, they die, but they die in such a terrible <laughs> way. Yeah. That's it. I think this is the season of terrible, terrible deaths. No one dies like gracefully in this season. Oh really. uh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Liza. Liza through the moon door. Uh, yeah, <laughs> great <laughs> moment. Spectacular death. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and arguably related to that, one of the biggest winners of this season is Littlefinger. Yep. He yeah. conspires with Lady Elena to kill um, Joffrey, mm-hmm. of course. He and then he just manipulates everything around him. He gets Sansa away. He kills the jester that has got Sansa mm-hmm. away from everything. So then he's. The only one who knows all about it. He talks about that necklace that obviously has been involved in it. And then he's there just pulling strings and immediately marries uh, Aunt Liza when they get there. Then just shoves her through the moon door, <laughs> kisses Sansa, and he's, yeah. uh, he's you know he's con- effectively he's, Lord of the Vale, yeah, pretty much. He's having a great time, isn't he? He is. He is. Where not? I hate watching. No, he's kiss the worst. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? It is yeah. rank. <laughs> it's not good. I think that's just about everything. So biggest winners. Um, I'd say Littlefinger Littlefinger because I think you know Tyrion wins in terms of but he's in a deep deep hole he He comes back to zero rather than you know really elevating his position anymore and Um, obviously has to leave his his home yeah oh yeah on the other hand he has to leave our home too but I think that comes with a sense of real freedom and excitement that doesn't really get delivered on Mm. but when she's still on that brought the bravos I'm like yeah like that's awesome yeah that's all she's been through Um, so I think she has a big win Dragons lose. Dragons Sh- lose. in a vault at the end. Yeah. Oh, poor, poor guys. It's yeah. not really fair. Anyway, I want to know what you guys think down in the comments below. <laughs> Is season four the best one? I think that's what I've sort of come to the conclusion on. But I want to know what you guys think uh, down in the comments. As always, well, not as always. Well, oh, yeah, I don't mean to sign up for this. As always, I've been Josh. But one time <laughs> I've been Josh and not as Adam always, Cleary. I've been Adam Cleary. Recast as Josh Brown. <laughs> but as always, you've been watching the Got Culture podcast with James Hunt and, of course, Adam Wilborn. We'll be back next week with season five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if you will be. I might not be. Adam Cleaver will be back doing a better job than me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you soon. Uh, please tune in then. Please support uh, Got Culture. Give us a like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. 
To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.